welcome to Stand By with JJ and Francisco. I would be the JJ part of that title. <laughs> and I'm Francisco Ramos. And we're both international comics, right? Indeed we are. <laughs> and we know a lot of artists from around the world. So we thought we'd bring you guys this project. And we're looking forward to introducing you to things and answering some of the burning questions that you have. Yes. And because this is our first official podcast we're gonna talk about first we're gonna talk about our first coming to america our first gigs and our first bombs sounds like a good deal to me here we go episode one bye hello Episode number one. This is yeah. I'm we did it. I'm excited about this. We did we it. We did it. We made it to the couch together. Yes, the couch. We, yes. We, damn, we didn't. This is our Tonight Show couch. This, yeah, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's, well, well, our set decorator isn't isn't uh, quite uh, Tonight Show uh, level, but yeah, you know, we're but, doing what we but can. But it's tonight. We're yeah. doing a show tonight in the couch. So. Yeah, it counts enough. So it counts. Yeah. Uh, yeah, we're really looking forward to seeing uh, how we can grow. Uh, this this little experiment that we're yeah. doing, um, we're gonna have uh, a lot of fun, you know. Yeah, man, it's gonna be fun, and we're looking forward to also then having guests, you know. Yeah, we're gonna ask them the same questions that we're gonna ask each other, right? Well, this being the first episode, I right. think that's our deal. Is yeah. that we get to know each other. But the deal for you guys at home is, of course, you know, uh, we're stand-up comedians, and uh, we got a lot of friends. And we thought if we started a podcast, we thought maybe we'll start. By getting friends on who can, maybe our unique selling point would be addressing some of the questions that we get after shows. Yes. Because some of the very, very popular questions we get after shows are, how did you get into this? Uh, you know, how do you start? Where did you move from? Where are you from? Mexico. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Are you, are you Mexican? I, that's, that's the one I get a lot. So, yeah. Are but. you Mexican? Are you? Yeah. I mean, you get. You Which know, I'm not, I mean, by the way. I'm not. I just want to. But that's. Because they probably yeah. don't know. But, but yeah. I'm not. Yeah. Which. I'm fine if, if I am. There's nothing wrong with There's me. nothing wrong with me. Man. <laughs> wrong this with is the Seinfeld episode, right? Is like, no, <laughs> there's anything wrong with it. But I'm not. <laughs> but uh, yeah, so I hope you guys look forward to that because we're, we're international comics. I mean, I've only been a resident in America for five years. Um, and I was born here. No, I'm kidding. I, I, <laughs> <laughs> you're just putting it on. <laughs> I'm also an immigrant, as yeah. you can hear by my accent. Yeah, which brings us to the questions like when when we get to the point where we have guests uh we're gonna have some international guests and stuff and we can ask them all those questions ab about their career and the choices they made that's what we call why we called it standby as well yes we're often flying standby to different cities you know to entertain so we thought yeah, that was, that was a, a boop boom. very good boop boop do you want that yeah you know yeah. i think everybody knows that boop boom. <laughs> yeah like you're about to take off or that's exactly what it is man <laughs> and and, uh, and that's that's why I, i'm really looking forward to this episode because it gives me an opportunity to get to know you more yeah. uh, because the two of us going forward when we do have guests on we're going to want to ask them these kind of questions and i'll get to know things about you that i don't know yet actually because when i moved here to hollywood uh five years ago you were here as far as i was concerned you, <laughs> you were, were already here. established yeah um so i actually didn't the arrogance of me i didn't think of where you came from or anything like that i yeah. just thought he's, you just he's, care like how can i get on stage <laughs> yeah how can uh, i use this guy how can i get on stage <laughs> and how, how quickly can i can i climb through through the ranks here and i and i thought you know this good good hollywood boy yeah. so so i'm really looking forward to learning this about you because of course you're originally from 
Venezuela. Mm -hmm. And, you know, like my, and I know that you moved here when you were young as as an immigrant, but that's the extent of my knowledge. So I'm I'm dying. (laughs) That's it. That's all I know. Exactly how that those first steps came for you, man. No, well, uh, thank you for inquiring. (laughs) (laughs) No, uh, well, I mean, yeah, I was born in Venezuela and I, uh, I moved to the US when I was 12. Uh, Right. By choice. Yes, by choice. I was yeah. 12 and I was like, you know what, mom and dad, I'm getting the fuck out of here. Right. That's <laughs> I want to live by myself. Just rocked up. I don't care if you put me in a cage. I'll, I'll, sit, I'll sit in a cage for a good couple of years until you let me in. Yes. No, it right. No, me, you were with your mom. It was like right? Madagascar. You know what I mean? Like, I was right. like, the, <laughs> yeah, yeah. no. So, uh, no, yeah, we moved. Um, uh, yeah, it's always funny because we both was like, yeah, it wasn't by choice. It was my parents are like, well, my mom got a job at the Pan American Health Organization. Right. Which is part of the World Health Organization. And they were based in Washington, in DC. right? In Washington, Washington, D.C. DC. Yes. Right. So that's where we moved. Uh, moved there uh, in 94. That's when I moved. Wow, right on. Like, which was funny because when we moved, that's when... Um, right when the Blue Jays were winning World Series. Oh, right. That's why, <laughs> so yeah. Joe, America didn't even know Ca- baseball then. Carter. <laughs> Joe, yeah, Joe Carter. Joe man. Carter, yeah. man. I remember watching that in Venezuela, that's, actually. Yeah, the only hope of a, of a Canadian nation. <laughs> Yeah, but uh, what's funny too is like '94 it was OJ was going on, which oh uh, wow, what's <laughs> I didn't. My thing is like I remember watching that thing with OJ and like I remember and I was going like, wait, why why are they chasing the guy from Naked Gun? Yeah, because yeah. I had no idea that OJ was actually a football player, like a famous football player. I had right. no idea. I was like, yeah. I just remember watching Naked Gun with my dad, and I was like, that's a nice guy. Yeah. Why are they chasing him? That's no doubt. That's like the quarterback who's doing all those all those insurance commercials now. What's his face? What's his... From the Broncos. Or oh, uh, no, John Elway? Uh, no, no, not John Elway. Elway. Uh, Pey- Peyton Manning. Peyton Manning. That's yeah, it. Yeah. Thank you, Brian, our, our fantastic friend. Yeah, that's like if Peyton just goes nuts and starts killing his wife. Well, but, yeah, that, yeah, that too. <laughs> but Peyton's doing so many commercials now, I'm not surprised that there's going to be people now who, are, who just think he's a spokesperson. That's true. Well, because you were, you're young, you're 12-year-old, you don't remember yeah. Peyton playing football. You've, now you see him supporting Papa John. Yeah, it ties. So you move here, you've got OJ. Like, that's a huge moment. Even for me, like, I remember OJ. You remember OJ? I, I remember where I was and everything. But well, you like, grew up with s- knowing OJ as a football player. I did, yes. Okay. You know, yeah. I mean, he was pretty low. To, like, I grew up in Canada, so yeah. uh, hockey players. It goes it goes hockey players, <laughs> then Toronto Blue Jays okay. players, and then OJ was somewhere down here. <laughs> but he vaulted up into the attention yes, spectrum. Of course. Well, that must have been... I can't even imagine... Because growing up in Canada, I'm pretty close to American culture. I, yeah, well, like I, I assume. I assume yes. I'm close to it's American culture. It's like us, culture. like in Venezuela, like growing up with Mexican culture. Like, because Mexico is kind of like... The, it kind of like that... that Whatever uh, happened in Mexico kind of grows into Latin America. Like there was right. this... I remember there's this big... Uh, a, a show uh, growing up like a small like a it's called El Chavo del Ocho which like everybody in Latin America grew up with so it's yeah. kind of like so like you were saying it's like in we like with Canada and US you know a lot about the US because yeah. you're together and it's like kind of like same language and everything same television I grew up with basically with uh uh I was gonna say Boston Red Sox or whatever, but uh, but that part of America. Busta Rhymes. The, the uh, yeah, I grew up Busta Rhymes <laughs> as well. But yes, we had the uh, East Coast. 
New England. The New England tele New England television was what oh, we, so you had it actually what we got it. in uh, in Nova Scotia. I go like that, but yeah, Nova Scotia. <laughs> you know, you go to Maine and you turn right, and yeah. that's how you found my little my little. That's how you park. go to your house. Just just go to Maine that's, and turn right. It always cracked me up. I, I loved it because that's the way my dad used to explain to people where really? nobody knows where Nova Scotia is. Right? It is actually next to it's, Maine. It is see see wow. you see what's happening. It's actually, so like so, but it's part of Canada. Yeah, it's Canada. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's like a little island. No, it's it's a it's a part peninsula. Okay. But its main is right there. If you see okay, it on the map, okay. it's literally dangling off the side. Got it. Got it. Got it. Yeah, like Maine's as far north as you can go in America. Yeah. You know, then you go through the woods of Maine. You know, through Stephen King's territory. Ah. Because uh, you know, it's yeah, all the creepy hotels and all that kind of stuff. That's the true. Algonquin they take Hotel. Over. Yeah, yeah. And then when you come through the woods, you'll end up in Nova Scotia. So all the killers go to Nova Scotia. Uh, From Stephen King's novel. I reckon if they're not in Alaska, <laughs> they're hi they're hiding out somewhere yeah, yeah. north yeah. up there. Yeah, but, but yeah. So I went. I came here in '94, and yeah. then, um, and yeah, man, just moving here was just like uh, we moved. We didn't know English at all. I had to learn English on my own. Right. Uh, my mom, uh, being a, uh, a Latin Catholic woman, put me in a private school so I could keep the whole Catholic school thing. Okay. But yeah. it was a very small private school so it was only like basically one teacher per grade and the teacher didn't you know she did as much as she could to try to teach me english but like she had to teach a class so right like, i basically just sat in the back and and you were the only one and you I was imagine. the only one i, I imagine too because being latino like they're not you don't often make it all the way to washington I no, would that's assume. true that's if you're true. coming through the border to yeah. america most of the families would settle in well like, i mean i okay there. i did it wasn't <laughs> I didn't go through like, like, uh, like horse, you know, I didn't go. No, I you flew, you flew into Washington, D.C. and yeah, your yeah. mom had a proper job. Yes, we had a, so, we had a visa, we had a yeah, passport, so you know, it was yeah. very, <laughs> we did it the legal way. You know? Oh yeah, when I mentioned him yeah, staying yeah, in yeah. a cage, I was just joking. Yeah, I yeah, wasn't, yeah, yeah. Uh, you didn't we know. didn't, uh, but yeah, no, it was, no, but what's funny is like, no, there's actually a lot of Latinos in, in, in D.C. because of all the embassies and all the international right. organizations. Yeah. So like. It's not like it's it's a whole it's actually like a whole variety of Latinos. It's not just yeah. one. It's not like in Miami there's like mostly Cubans or in Cali, California there's a lot of mostly Mexicans. Yeah. In DC it's like a very like a big melting pot of like I different know. types it's of Latinos. It's almost like a collection of individuals. Yes. <laughs> like, who knew? Because interesting, like as the elections didn't realize Latinos <laughs> It's not just one type of Latino. There's a lot of them. <laughs> yeah. And there's a lot of them that are very conservative and a lot of them that are Oh, not. I know. Some people are screaming, like, who's the Latino for Trump? And, like, guess what? There there's are a there lot are of them. Some yes, yes. Not, they're not being paid. But, yeah. Uh, <laughs> and but, they're not going to get paid. But, but, yeah. But, yeah. But, so, I, uh, so yeah, I got there. I mean, and it started, like, uh, I had to learn English, like I said, by myself. And it was tough because, you know, as a kid, you're, like, going to a school. I can only You know what I mean? That. You can, like, that... Just going to a new school is, is already fucked yeah. up. And then now not knowing the English. I mean, like, I remember a kid called me. Um, somebody was racist to me, and I didn't know they were racist <laughs> to me because I didn't know English. They called yeah, me a speak, and I thought right. he meant speak. And oh, I'm going, right. like, no, speak. And the guy's like, So you what? kept speaking. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, no, you're an idiot. Speak. And I'm like, no, speak. <laughs> yeah. So I actually beat racism. <laughs> you did with ignorance. With, with, no, that wasn't ignorance. That was that was un, like lack of knowledge. Really, lack of knowledge. Yeah, but ignorance is yeah. bliss, man. Yeah, yeah, man. So uh, and then finally, I uh, I learned uh, 
English. Well, actually, this I want to talk about this. It happened to me quickly. I think I also like had to learn how to dress too because like. I, I want to try for basketball don't dress because, in Venezuela. because we don't dress. We're, <laughs> we're, just, we're naked. We're just, uh, naked people. We're naked people. A lot of nakedness <laughs> around. Uh, yeah. No, uh, no. But like, what's funny is like, I want to try for the basketball team, and uh, my mom yeah. bought me some shorts to play for the basketball team. Yeah. And uh, and I try them on. I go I go into the to the basketball practice. My dad before he drops me off, he goes like, Francisco, if you want to make the team, you have to be intimidating. So you look at each kid in the eye and you tell him, you want a piece of this? And I was like, all right. That's... Which I think he know he knew that I suck at basketball. And he's like, well, yeah. the only way he's going to make the team if he acts crazy. The, you know? Yeah. The, <laughs> the other thing is that kids kids never know how to be intimidating. Because even though that is a very important part of sports, it's like having yes. this passion and this aggression. Mm -hmm. But no preteen ever knows how to find it of course because i can see it you're I, scared cause I think too because i was giving those lectures too when i was kid. you know i grew up hockey baseball basketball yeah. i played all those sports but i think when i was before i had like the the passion or the anger in me to try yeah. to, to try to beat someone which which sometimes you don't have when you're a kid. yes yeah and then your my father would be like be aggressive out there yeah, and yeah. to me aggressive was just like ah! <laughs> you know just i hadn't learned how to be how to be yeah so, i mean yeah, I can... it's hard to be you know as a kid a 12 year old aggressive you're like you're you're a kid yeah and then but then i went in i started walking into a court sorry and everybody just stare at me you know like in the movies and they look at me because i was i wasn't wearing shorts i was wearing boxers because my mom bought me boxers uh, thinking they uh, were because in venezuela boxers were never a thing everybody wore briefs yeah i never grew up with boxers i didn't know what boxers yeah, were yeah. so i'm walking in the court in your underwear going to, <laughs> going to each kid going in you want a piece of this in my underwear you know and, and they're like no we don't want a piece of you fucking freak <laughs> right imagine that and yeah. then and obviously i didn't make the team i had to they're like uh, my dad is like, do you make the team? I was like, no, you have. I just have to register as a sex offender. <laughs> That's what happened. Which it's yeah, it's too bad that uh, that would be a useful tactic actually. If, right? If you you know have every team should keep a position open for a, <laughs> for the for crazy semi naked crazy guy, and just have the other team just. Uh, I just imagine too, like how of a stereotypical foreign guy. I was as like walking naked in my underwear. Yeah. Like imagine like now I'm like oh my god. Like even if you write that in a comedy, you're like that's a little uh, too much of a stretch. And I did it. I know. Well, like yeah, I can see that being yeah. true. I but, mean that's yeah. That's... But it was tough. I mean and uh, and then also like but finally learn English and then I realized I had an accent and then I was like fuck I'm an immigrant so I I, I realized yeah I wasn't never gonna fit in as yeah. a full U.S. citizen. See. This is this is part of the fun of the podcast I think we're doing because because getting to know this because I can already see the the commonalities there like because I I grew up in the military yeah and I and I find this moving around right yeah because you had to move from base to base setting, right? yeah and that sounds like a little bit like what you had to do when you were a kid as well yeah um and it's you develop this sense of humor as a defense mechanism of course basically because everywhere you because because even though I spoke the language. Of yes. course, in Canada, because in military we would move from coast to coast. So you went from like, oh yeah, from like. Yeah, I always say I'm from Nova Scotia, but I went to high school. I went to grade school and high school in BC. And this, the the on the, the other coast. The yeah. travels. How long did you stay in each base? We were about three or four years oh, each okay. time. So it wasn't My father as would get crazy. Posted. Yeah, and uh, you know it went with a good rhythm for me, like because it was all three all three years of high school I got to do in British Columbia. And then and then uh, moved back for I did university in Nova Scotia, 
So we went back and forth, but I but I know these same defense mechanisms yeah, yeah, because yeah. because you're being in your underwear. <laughs> basically, <laughs> that's a defense mechanism. Well, basically, because even because moving to moving to British Columbia in grade ten, um, I had Nova Scotia and your fashion. friends. Oh, your no, fashion. no, no, like oh. fat. Like I wasn't wearing boxers, but I <laughs> do remember I had like some some ill fitting like just. Clothing that nobody nobody wore over there. We don't address a lot What's of the, the fashion. I think they were British Columbia is more trendy. I, was, I found myself in a more trendy place, like Vancouver, like more Vancouver Island, uh, the base, uh, the Air, the Air Force base, uh, is in Victoria on Vancouver yeah, Island. I went there, and it's just a. Uh, so it's more cool. They're a little, yeah. It would be the nine hundred two and of Canada, basically, or, or the, or, or it's the, you know, it's the, co- so the then coastal you, nice. So you're like the country boy. I was definitely bullied a lot when I first showed really? up. Really? Yes, like, it, it was, was hard. Grade ten was hard for me, and uh, because I had left Nova Scotia, like beating you up, did they beat you? Uh, yeah, I got in a fight right first week. First wow. week, I got in a fight at the power field. I got in a fight with some guy. Wait, at the power field? It was called the power. Our high school fighting uh, field was called the power field. <laughs> they had a fighting field? Well, it was a power <laughs> grid. It like was a power fun. grid as well. So. Like, I imagined you, like, the, 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 the principal, like, giving you the, the tour of the, of the school. He's <laughs> like, well, this is the soccer field. This is the power <laughs> field where all the fights happen. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like, what? Yeah. And it turns out, <laughs> Mr. Whitehead, you've been booked for one. You'll be expected there at 3 o'clock today. And your dad's like, be aggressive. <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> I know. Ah! <laughs> I was just out there with my ill-fitting Nova Scotian clothes. So did they them. beat you up or did you beat them up? I definitely got a little bit beat up. Um, it was all right. It was, I'll call it a victory in retrospect. <laughs> but it wasn't even my doing. It was, but I was the new kid at school and I think, uh, I think a girl liked me or something and then some guys got their backs oh. up. It is 90210. Like, it's like a, so much drama. Yeah, they went a bit 90210 on yeah. me and stuff. What's Canada? Like Degrassi? <laughs> yeah, yeah, was Drake in there? <laughs> Drake. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's more central. That's more central Canada. More more in the middle. But uh, but yes, that's that's basically the gist yeah. uh, of how. And so and I and I you know what I feel like a lot of military and a lot of people who get displaced or have to move around. I I find a lot of them go into comedy or, or into the arts because we learn those little tricks yeah. of. To avoid the fight. And also because we don't so that, fit in. Yeah. We never fully fit in because we move yeah. so much. And I think it's like that as a comic, I think that's kind of like the thing. We never, you only fit in until you meet other comics. You're like, oh, like, yeah. you're like me, you know? Yeah, yeah. And it's kind of like, oh, I finally fit in. Like that was what happened to me when I first started doing comedy. Yeah. I lo- yeah. I love, I love that feeling. feeling. Yeah. Right. Like, and we're getting that feeling very rarely right now because of the pandemic you, yeah you, you feel it when you go when i get to a gig we are comics we're all like we haven't seen each other in quarantine yeah, or anything like yeah, that yeah. and we're, we're still trying to social distance and yeah yeah and, yeah and we're like but we're so excited we're yeah. like we're like dogs off our leashes yeah, at yeah. the park like, oh, yeah, it is our to? office hours and, uh, you yeah. know what i mean well we see, when we go in the clubs or whatever yeah. or, or a comedy show and we see other comics entirely and then we could just unload all the energy yeah. and stuff and then, but speaking of the getting bully part, because that's what I was going to say about, uh, I've always found it intimidating. Like I wanted to do comedy all my life. I'm not oh, sure. Oh, really? I'm, Definitely. I mean, I never had that. You probably hadn't seen it until you moved to America, right? No, no. Well, uh, uh, I love that you like <laughs> every time you t- like you tell me like I'm fucking come from like like from like the, the 1800s. It's like. Have you ever seen electricity before? No, no. <laughs> Have you seen electricity? <laughs> 
no, I imagine. I moved when I was 12, so of course I was just jerking off to uh, to a yeah. wall, you know. Which, by the way, that's uh, we could talk about that later on in the yeah, in another episode. We'll that for our <laughs> first jerk offs, but that's how if you want to follow us and come back to that one, because I can tell you a story about that. But uh, no, uh, I never. No, I never knew about comedy or stand-up because I was a kid, and then okay, turns out I was right, but but, <laughs> but not because of like of like cultural stuff, but like because okay. over there there's a lot of funny shows like SNL. There was a, like an SNL type show when I uh, right. when I was growing up in Venezuela, all that stuff. Only thing that I had is that I liked making people laugh. You know, that was my right. only thing. But I never, but I it is true what you were saying. I never knew that was like a profession. Even when I was here, like until I finally realized I didn't want to do what I major in, that's when I realized, oh, actually, stand up is like a profession. You can actually do this. Yeah. 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 That's always a great revelation, isn't it? Because, yeah. So, because, of course, because I did grow up. But, with so it. you always wanted to be. Always wanted to be it, but was terrified to tell anybody. I didn't want to share uh, anybody, but I knew from like 10 years old or whatever. Really? But, but yeah. I didn't want to give that answer. Yeah, because my brother and I used to watch. Like, we were latchkey kids, latchkey kids. Cause my, my Latchkey kids in North America, it means you always let yourself in after school and stuff. Because my mom uh, worked and my fa- uh, and my father okay, okay. worked military. So yeah. so we just had to be responsible kids. Let her, I was the oldest, and we had to let ourselves in and stuff. But my brother and I, we loved watching. When we would get home from school, uh, there was usually a run on CBC in Canada of about two hours of just comedy shows, you know, uh, repeat. But like stand up or, or stand up. Yeah. There was oh, a show okay. called comedy club before that was just for laughs. Ah, so okay. I was aware of this and I was aware of the little bit of rebellion to it too. Mm. Cause of course my mom didn't want me like when I watched Eddie Murphy, I got in huge trouble, oh, really? you know, and I just remember thinking, Oh, just, this is what an amazing medium. It's, it, 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 you know, it's so yeah, yeah, yeah. powerful and it and it makes me laugh makes me happy yeah and so it's what i wanted to do but i knew it wasn't realistic i knew you'd be ridiculous yeah. you said to your parents i want to be yeah 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 no parents are gonna so especially i especially parents that didn't come from that uh culture of like art artistic culture well yeah right? and i think every parent wants you to pick a secure job a secure avenue. well i mean i'm sure and like steven spielberg's daughter is like can I be a director? And he's like, yeah, sure. You're like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. like yeah. I mean, yeah. like, it's, it becomes Shoot, because of what, <laughs> yeah, I was like, yeah, of course. You know, like, I think it, Oh yeah. You can has... get the opportunities that your parents afford you. Cause I love like Ben Stiller's life. Like Ben Stiller raised by people in Jerry theater Stiller. Jerry yes. Stiller, and goes on like, to, so, so in that case, yeah. No, great. but that's what I think it has to do a lot with like how your parents, you know, where they come from, how they were, you know, like if they're just like, Oh, you, like my parents, for example, was very much about, you know, being a professional and going to college, you know, yeah. because that's how they, that was their thing when they, because when they were young, nobody did that. Yeah. Now, when I grew up, I'm like, everybody did that. That's yeah. like, yeah, everybody goes to college. So it's like, yeah. what, what else, what else, you know? Yeah. So uh, for me, it was more like a complete revelation of like, ooh, I majored in finance and international business. And I was like, and the last class that I took, I was like, wow, I don't, I hate this. <laughs> and I yeah. needed to find them like, and that's when I always say like, I had like quarter life crisis. So I was like, okay, what the fuck do I want to do? Cause I was like, right. why do I want to do that? I want, that's going to make me happy. Cause I remember talking to my other friends and they were like, yeah, they had their, oh yeah, now we're going to do two years of this and then do my masters. And, and I remember going like, also I felt like crappy because it's like, they, you know what your life was going to be. Like, it was like right. very like, 
if I do this and then you get married and they get divorced and then yeah. you do this and then I was like they have a five year plan yes and yeah. I was like I don't want that shit I want to like not know what the fuck's gonna happen I know I'm on about tw year 20 of my five year plan <laughs> I always think it's been, it's taken a while but yes yeah. I totally feel that way too because I, I went to university as mm -hmm. well I took health professions okay but I still love the idea of this stand-up comedy thing but there wasn't comedy clubs in my city in mm. Halifax Nova Halifax Nova Scotia has only had a comedy club I think like uh probably less than 20 years now but, oh, okay. but uh but there was nothing on the east coast mm. right there the yuck yucks is our national uh chain and I think there used to be and then but there was this sweet spot I would say probably for 20 years where there was nothing in Halifax so I felt that way it uh taking my health degree yeah and I was intending to take my master's in Toronto with my real motivation being so that I could be in this city of Toronto and do stand-up at night. Yeah. That was another secret motivation I didn't want to tell my parents. Yeah. But I actually had a lovely twist of fate in a way because because like you, I didn't enjoy my degree. Mm -hmm. And I finished it in South Carolina. I, I did work for Marriott for my last semester to do my dissertation. I was in Marriott running dolphin tours and stuff. for. Wait, what? Yeah, I worked for Marriott Hotels. On, you ran dolphins? on Hilton Head Island. Yes, and I ran over dolphins. <laughs> I just, it was wait, just a rebellious. I, oh, wait, you're the original <laughs> Tiger King. <laughs> you're I, I, the dolphin based, king. Based, well, basically, we did have some rough dolphins that looked like they were, they were worse for yeah. wear. We had one guy called uh, Chopper who, always, who had little chunks out of his face because he uh, would always swim into the boats. He was always fast. Oh, like swimming. a dolphin, not a and, guy. Yeah, no, not a oh, guy. Okay. I'm still like, talking about. <laughs> I'm giving the dolphins. The dolphins all have personalities. But it, basically, working for Marriott in Hilton Head uh, Island, um, finishing my degree, it did make me realize, like, I just I don't love. I should love this, and I don't love it as much. Yeah. There's also some restrictions to working for Marriott when you're gonna, uh, even though you're doing. Don't fuck the dolphins. You can't fuck the dolphins. <laughs> you're not allowed to fuck the dolphins. But you also you have to be clean cut which I was never uh, a fan of. And some of the other dolphin tours, they didn't have to be clean cut. Uh, so I do remember feeling like in my polo shirt and, you know, and, and trying to finish my degree uh, with these people. And I remember looking at all the kind of the hippie, the, you know, the, the outdoorsman uh, types who were, they also ran dolphin tours and all that kind of stuff. And I just, I remember feeling that they seemed to be having more fun yeah. with, with their lives. So that's what made me, go decide that it wasn't for me and i needed a break got it and at the point of taking my break i decided to take it in scotland i, I went over to wow. scotland because i'm because being canadian uh you're given a young person's visa you can you can get a young person's visa what's a young person's visa basically we're in the commonwealth right so britain you know we're part of the british empire canada so, is canada is yeah yeah oh. man we got the queen on our money oh i didn't know that yeah. brian you yeah, know that? <laughs> there we go. All right. Yeah. Not very well. But kind of. And uh, yeah, the Commonwealth—they do a deal with. Uh, so they basically—you're still owned by England. Yeah, if you want to put it that way, we're we're, we're still. They're owned. still your bitch. We're still. Yeah. We're, we're, yeah. We don't feel very owned, but I'm sure. I'm sure the Queen could be a tiebreaker in something. Okay. But I'm not. But I'm not. I'm not sure at what point she'd rock up and go. Yeah. I've changed my, you can't do that Canada <laughs> uh, but but basically uh, we get this permission to go anywhere within the Commonwealth for a couple of years think of it so Australia New Zealand Canada uh, that's why we actually have a lot in common with each other because because mm -hmm. we actually we have some British television and of some course. British influences yeah. 
anyway, I just decided I decided that the Hilton Head Island uh, recreational uh, activities weren't for me. And I went to Edinburgh, and I can't believe I'm going to say this, but I didn't realize how healthy the British comedy world was. Yeah. I didn't, like, it was, like, I knew Eddie Izzard. Yeah. And I knew a bit of Billy Connolly. But when I arrived there, I just saw one of the healthiest circuits and everything. And I, I, so I was in Edinburgh, and there was a, a place called the Stand Comedy Club. Um, and this is what I was going to say to you, too. Like, I found myself in the perfect position. Even though I didn't go there to do stand-up comedy, I just went to try to lose myself for a summer in Europe. That's, I was just doing that. You know, did you play I, Eminem? I could have found myself. Did you, you know? Did you, did you play Eminem? I, I reckon I did. I reckon uh-huh. I was shadow boxing through the streets, <laughs> playing some Eminem, catching some attention. But, but that's how uh, I feel like it fell into my lap because, wow. because I've always... That's cool. Because having been bullied in those little situations or when you move to different places, here I was in Scotland now, staying at a hostel, having new friends. You were accepted. So I was accepted, but also I wasn't afraid to try stand-up in front of them. Mm. Because I would say so in all of my done. other uh, places, I would have been scared. I, w- I wouldn't have wanted to start in front of my university friends. Yes. I wouldn't have wanted to start in front of my high school friends. Mm-hmm. But here I was in Scotland. I had new friends of like a week or whatever hmm. not that they were expendable they were yeah. great people but i thought you know what i can try to do stand yeah, up in front yeah, of these yeah, yeah. people and so that's how i was able to make the decision to give it a shot because i've yeah. heard other comics especially here in america i've heard quite a few stories of american comics who packed a room with their friends yeah for their first show and well, i'm like that would be terrible that- yeah. i couldn't think of anything worse i just want strangers no well yeah when i'm out of the guns which is you know same thing that happened to me which is why i moved to la because right. I grew up in D.C. and I was like, hey, if I go to New York, I had a girlfriend at the time. And I was like, I remember it's going to be easier for me to go to New, to New York to D.C. because it's a four hour drive. Yeah. And it was just there. And also I didn't want to start comedy in D.C. because also same thing. I already had like a social life there. Right. And I was like, See, yeah. so L.A. was like, That's I was the new. Advantage. Nobody knew me who I was. Yeah. And I met new people and I just started doing yeah. it. Yeah. Come and come and die in front of strangers. Of course. Yeah. Instead. Yeah. It's yeah. yeah. Cause then, cause then you just can leave. Of course you can go. Cause I mean, cause I remember that feeling. And what was your first was, uh, show? Did you, your first gig? Was it in, uh, in, in over there in Edinburgh? Yeah. Right. That's, that's exactly how I did it. So there I was in Edinburgh. There was a comedy club called the stand. Comedy Have you ever club. done stand up? Be, after, I had never that? done stand-up. Oh, okay. I had never but done you had it. bits already I just, written? Nope. I just, I knew that, I, I always knew that I wanted to do it. I guess, I think I did have some ideas in my head that I always had as a kid. I just, you know, just little things. I remember it used to be stuff about pop pop music, uh, pop music, you know, helplines, calling help. Like just got it, got it. Those first little observations. Wait, didn't you, you did make. that last week? And That same bit? About help what's, what's that? <laughs> I was like, then about you do pop that. music? <laughs> you just keep doing, you keep, you keep doing that same bit. No, yeah, well, well, I mean that's one thing you learn straight out of the gate. Is it? Oh right, we do the same thing every week. This, this gets even easier. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, because that's people, the thing that people think, think. Yeah, people think comedians are like they gotta have new stuff. Every and that's week. gonna Where's say. Going? By going? the way, if you wanna just make it easy to understand comics, it's the same thing as musicians. They play the same songs. They don't. Yeah. Every time they go up, they don't fucking learn a new song. They have a full song. Then an hour after they did yeah. their tour and whatever, they come up with new things. Yeah. yeah, and you keep honing it down, yes. and you keep tagging it. And usually the way it works, too, is if you ever do record it 
for something for a TV show or something, the next gig you'll find a new tag for it. Yeah, that, that you'll be blown away. You'll be like, why didn't I've been doing this bit for a year now and yeah. I haven't thought of this tag? Yeah. And you always the tag always comes to you the day after you've recorded it for yeah, because you let it go. Yeah, one hundred percent. But so your first gig was there, and it was good. First gigs, yeah. Stan Comedy Club, it was called, um, and yeah, it was a great way. It's hard to explain this to people when they do ask me, like, where did you start? And I go, well, Scotland. They're like, but you're not Scottish. And yeah. Um, so there I was. They, it was really good. They had open mic, like an open mic night, but that wasn't. I find it weird here in America because I've noticed I've never done them or anything. But you guys have bucket nights and stuff yeah. like that. And yeah. uh, I say you guys, but you know. Um, but in a, in Britain, the way they do the open mics is you just they have a, a vibe of who the new comics are around, mm -hmm. and they'll take about ten to twelve of them. Every, you know, they'll they'll cut it off. They won't. I mean, I've seen them do it at the Laugh Factory when the guy just walks out and go, "All right, all forty of you, put your names yeah. in this bucket." And yeah. I'm like, "Oh, that's what a terrible way to try to develop yourself." Yeah. Um, so the promoter at the Stand Comedy Club, so he kind of had his ear to the ground. And they had 12 spots every Monday night. If he had some favorites, he'd put them in. So of there was course. usually the same three or four people. And then it was filled out with another eight. Mm -hmm. But yeah, great like great nurturing vibe yeah. to, to get into comedy and to not be intimidated. Yeah. You know, you know, throw out that Canadian accent yeah. to the Scottish people and yeah. try to learn their lingo. You mm -hmm. know, so it was, a, it, was a, it was comfortable for me to yeah. start. You know, it was good. You did good. Did good until my first death. So yeah. my first death, which I found this interesting, because I death, don't. I, you say bomb? You mean bombing? Yeah, I say death, but okay, yeah. But I know is this that's is how bomb. you do it in Europe. I believe or that's so. That's just you. I don't know. I I think we call it dying. We we call it dying. Dying. I yeah, I mean, I'm, yeah, but but bombing is here. Like you bomb, I bomb. You wanna? You guys one hundred percent use this bombing? bombing. Right. You never say I died. No. Right. No. That's because the thing is like when you say I killed. It means you did good. So how are you going to say, I kill and I die? It's the same shit. No, it's different. You either kill or you die. No, but, That's, I, they're, they're, but it's they're kind polar of polar opposites. No, but, it, but it's in the same of death. So I don't think. No, bombing. You just bomb. You bomb. I bomb. Yeah, all right. Or you bomb. Or, yeah, that, yeah. I, lo I love die because it just sounds more tragic. Yeah, that's very more, Shakespeare. Yeah. Like, I, like death. I did. But yeah, so I've just never used the vernacular of bomb. Yeah. My first death in which... Which, yeah, I don't know how yours happened and everything, but it always, it, it teaches you that lesson of, like, not to be too sure of yourself, you yeah. know, because that's when it arrived. That's my first, first death arrived, my first bomb arrived uh, eight gigs in. Okay. So I was only eight gigs in. Wait, so you did good the first eight times? First seven times. But what's I good? Like very... good? Like good or like, like you think was good, but it wasn't good? You no, know what was, I mean? It was pretty good like i did it's kind of like you, it's like the first time you had sex is like well i was really? only doing was weekends. it good well i got to do well i was doing weekends so so yeah. like because open mics are monday nights you know so i did i did like two monday nights and then they put me straight onto a weekend okay so i so i went from so i was quite lucky i was pushed forward yeah. like kind of quickly so i did i did these two so monday a monday night a monday night and then i did like a thursday friday saturday and then probably a Thursday, and then boom, gig number eight was on that Friday. I don't know why. I just ironically wound up on my middle finger. Yeah. But that's basically what the gig did to me. Um, so that so there it was. So it was like my second ever Friday. But I was cocky, you know, like the, yeah. the last week and I did went well. 
And I was also learning about Scotland. And this is how I put a foot wrong, because here I was in front of a Scottish audience. I'm eight gigs in, and we had a whole bunch of firefighters. And I Fire, had... Uh, firefighters. Yeah, firefighters. There was like yeah. three tables of firefighters. And I had just been learning the vernacular. In Scotland, doesn't it rain all the time? I'm I joking. think everybody I needs <laughs> firefighters. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, that's a good point. I mean, it's like, do you really? Like, <laughs> that would be great if you were a firefighter and in a fire starts and you yeah. just kind of lean out the window and you're like, <laughs> ah, that's ah, fine. It's gonna, don't, I don't need to go. Yeah, they don't, they don't need us. They don't need us. I, yeah, it was. I just had this cockiness. But I remember I had also used, like, I had also just learned a new word, uh, which was cunt. You know, because uh, because when you come from North America, wait, that's not that's, an American thing. Well, it exists. Or, or Canadian. Well, it exists in North America, but it's the perception is very different in Britain. In okay. Britain, they can use they can use cunt all kinds of ways. It's not. Oh. It it can be a compliment. In oh, Britain. really? You so, cunt? Or yeah, you could say like you that? know, like you're a good cunt. You know, yeah. he's a good cunt. Ah, you cheeky cunt. Cheeky you know, cunt. so they use terms like that. Okay, because here's very bad. Well, like in America. Yeah, know. I think Americans haven't they haven't totally learned the multiple uses for it yet. You yeah, know, no. you know. So it's yeah, tone and you know, etc. Yeah. But anyway, but I, I basically made the the dire mistake of uh, using it on the firemen. Uh -huh. What did there. you say? I said you bunch of cunts. Oh yeah, that's not good. And they weren't happy. <laughs> I might not have learned how to how to say it properly, but they were. They were quickly up from the tables. Oh, and they and yeah, about my, to fight you. My, they wanted to fight oh, me. Ah, fuck! So it got crazy. So they flushed. The, they they rushed the stage, and I, um, I kind of went to the back of the stage. <laughs> I still have flashes of this in how like because I was you know I got the flop sweat on. I don't think I was doing well either. I think, yeah, I think I had come up on stage all cocky from it my didn't work it didn't, and it, it wasn't connect, working yeah. and a firefighter probably said it ain't not working for you mate or something and, and like, i said oh shut up you bunch of cunts or oh. whatever and i'm like yeah. oh god what's this kid doing so they were all after me and uh i still remember when i got to the backstage area there was another comic there called brian hennigan And he's uh, he's now Doug Stanhope's manager. Oh, really? Yeah, he's a Scottish guy. But so he was there, and uh, I come backstage, and Hannigan just laughs straight at me. He just goes, "Ha ha! I heard that you were good." <laughs> <laughs> and he was just laughing. I was like, "Holy shit!" And now there's two doors. They're all coming for me. And uh, this lovely lady Corey, who worked at the club, she came and grabbed me. And I uh, I don't know if it's irony or not, but she hid me on the fire escape. Oh, that's outside. So I was up on this ringed fire escape <laughs> in the rain enough because it is Scotland yeah. uh, in the rain in this fire escape. I was up there for about an hour <laughs> while these angry firefighters were looking for me. Oh, but they wanted to beat and you and up. Oh, yeah. They, they were screaming in the back streets. Like, where is it? they were using they were using the term cunt properly. <laughs> And uh, so that so that my first bomb was a hell of a bomb. Yeah, you know, man, it still that's... didn't deter me. But when I, you know, when I got yeah. off the fire escape, I still kept you still going. wanted to do it, which is weird. Wow, yeah. I, that, that's that for me was um, it wasn't uh, as bad. I didn't I didn't say cunt or you didn't like that. you didn't necessarily put I your didn't put it in. you just didn't vibe with them. Some no. people's first death is just I just didn't no, vibe. For me, was um, uh, was just actually like. I mean, I've been doing comedy, I think maybe like about uh, after when I did that, like out a year, because I started with me, like started doing open mics when I moved to L.A., you know, just doing open mics. And then 
I actually did my first. Uh, I would actually do shows in hostels. You know, yeah. like in here. Is like, that you the know, Hollywood hostel? There was one in uh, by the Improv. Yeah. Remember, you know. Uh, yeah, yeah. I remember, and I used to. Chris D'Elia actually would do, uh, you know, shows there too, or whatever. You know, it was run by this guy Matt Semini, and um, it was funny. I would do those hostels, and I remember uh, that wasn't one of my first. Because my first gig, I always say like it was like the one where I got like. Like I put my name in this little flyers or whatever, like that bullshit thing, and like I felt like he was like a professional. I've made it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's the first time you get your name in print, and he went. Yeah, and it's just this tiny. And thing I had a like... friend come in and stuff like that, but not you know like a roommate or anything. But it wasn't. It went good. Yeah, and I uh, it felt, and then but the hostel ones. I remember when I always remember is doing jokes that I was that I'm like, oh, these jokes are so bad, that I that gave me confidence to go like, if I can get these people to laugh at these jokes that I wrote so bad, then I'm good, that I'm doing something good. Cause one yeah. of the jokes was like, like, like the, um, why do tea bag, like tea, uh, you know, the tea bag has, uh, has instructions, you know, like right. it's always like, take it off, yeah. put hot okay, water. Yeah. And like, and to me it's like, that's a given. This is, these are the, the first kind of, the first kind of, of jokes. jokes that you do. Yeah. I, yeah. I used to call comment lines and go, I have a comment, you know, tasty yeah, or whatever. Yeah. No, well, like, but that wasn't, that was a setup. The joke was like, that's like making, like putting instructions of a guy on how to make a guy happy. It's like pull down his pants and suck his cock. Right. Yeah. That was the thing. But it was still bad, but it was like, <laughs> you know, but it's, I was like, it's all in the show. Yeah. It's all, it's all in the thing, you know? But to me, I was like, I remember going like, man, if I can make, I remember going like, this is not good. Like, <laughs> but if I can make, if our people are laughing at this shit, then I'm like, but by my first bomb was actually, uh, I was at the, um, at this club in North Hollywood uh, here in LA and I went in and um, I remember going, I, it was like one of my first times there and I went in and uh, the lady put me in the, in the show. I was just going to do five minutes and I went up. And I, I, it was crazy because as soon as I said, said something, it just like it just died. Like it, no, right. you didn't get yeah. any. It's one of those things where you're like, what's like even I could have been like, yeah. hello, and <laughs> you just feel just the vacuum of it vacuum. all. <laughs> and and at that point, I think I was still, you know, I was still doing open mic, so like I yeah. didn't know how to handle it, and it kind of just went like, ooh, like you know, when you're like, you start sweating, and you're like, and I don't yeah. remember what I started saying. But I was gonna do five minutes, and like at the second minute, the lady, I could see the light going like, you know, and I uh, and I get out, and and the whole thing that people understand is like comics are always very supportive with each other. I mean, in a way, you know, like we're laughing off, we're laughing on and you know. I mean, in terms with the show, I think you know, like with with people, like uh, you know, like relationships is another thing, but like in yeah. the shows, like. Cause like if people like what I mean is like if um, if you're in a club or whatever a show and you do good the comics will come up to you hey man good set that was good that was fun yeah. and that but if you do bad if you bomb comics are never gonna come to you like wow that suck it's mostly they just don't fucking talk to you it's like yeah. you got leprosy you know what yeah. I mean like that they and just that's let what, you stew in it yeah I remember just, going in yeah. walking down the stairs and then trying and like looking at comics going like. Like for just looking for somebody to go like, hey, that wasn't that bad. And nobody wanted. To. And I remember like, just like, just basically just like, I got to get out of here. So I walked to my car and you started that feeling of like, what the fuck am I doing? Yeah. And, uh, and yeah, that was like the only, like truly bomb that I had. 
like that was it like right and then uh and then oh, you the next... don't you don't get them every every now and then they don't no because it's different because bombs now like like i could say i have a bad set or a bad show but i yeah. still it's i can still do good it's kind of like right it's like well, I, well okay no go ahead no okay. it's kind of like being a basketball player and say like well he had a bad game but i still score some points i still you yeah. know like that kind of still thing but like yeah but like so i can still so i yeah i mean that never gonna goes away you're always gonna have right. like good shows and bad shows but truly always. bomb or like like literally where like nobody laughs and it's like you can hear a pin drop like yeah that was the only one that i had and oh, after right. and then but the great thing that i did it was like the next day i went up and then i did good again yeah and, and then that's it and then you just keep going and you realize oh this is how it is you're gonna have yeah. bad and sometimes it might be the crowd. Sometimes it might be the show. Sometimes you go like, fuck, you know, like you just didn't have it that day. Yeah. And, but you do, like I said, the more you do and the, big, the better you become, the more you realize it's like, it's to me, like the key of a good comic is uh, being stability. Like knowing like, like, a, like again, going to basketball player, like knowing that, oh, that per that guy or that girl is always going to, you know, you can yeah. always count on that person to score, yeah. to play good. Sometimes, you know, and then obviously you want to be a LeBron type yeah. like you're always fucking well i was gonna like like lebron or like all the greatest basketball players or athletes they never have uh two bad games in a row no really no. like actually and their bad games are always out. good games but i feel that way, way <laughs> about like dying on stage as well i've never died on stage twice in a row no i kind of think because because it's the humbling part of the of, yes of bombing is yes. the is the humbling part that makes you do good the yeah. next time it, all that cockiness goes away yes. and then you put on a show for people even, and you redeem yourself even yesterday i did a zoom show and like yeah. and we went to the show that we did i did a show at this uh dugout at this uh, yeah that was fun and that was it? fun i did yeah. good in that one i've yeah and i had the little cockiness and then i did this show yesterday on zoom and, oh did you feel too cocky <laughs> and it was like i was started swearing for some stuff that i'm yeah. like because i was doing all the obviously new shit yeah. And I was like, oh, well, that didn't work. <laughs> but, you know, but yeah. you know, but you that's part of the season. But, as that's, well. but you also this... know, like, I was blame. It, it was like, it's kind of like having sex, you know, like in a point, like you get to a point like you know how to do what, like, I'm not a porn guy, but I know I can fuck good. You know, <laughs> <laughs> you know like, yeah, but like, you know, and like, and then, all, and then if I get cocky, I might do a move that I'm like. And then, and then yeah. it's like, well, no, it's like you're not a porn guy. <laughs> Keep sticking to your to yeah, your routine. I have my routine. You have the direct feedback there. And she's I have like, my ah, routine. I like the old stuff. Yeah, yeah. Give me uh, the old. Oh, yeah. <laughs> give me some of that back catalog there. Uh, give me the tea. Yeah, the, can you do the tea bag thing again? <laughs> I'll tell you this: they're they're like like well done. If if considering that you haven't felt that way for a while, I mean, I haven't felt that way. I haven't felt that way for a what while. Felt that, what felt like feel that that bombing, that 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 death of like that well, vacuum. Well, that goes I, well, I the think room. that to me, that's I, yeah. I don't think I don't think for us unless we purposely well, do it we're, well, because we're so yeah. Once that's what I was gonna say. Once you have some experience, yes. and and you're dying, you. It's not, it's always your fault. It all, it's always yeah. your fault. But but you get an, enough experience as a comedian, and you're like, it's not fucking my fault. It's your fault. It's no. it's the audience's fault. And you, but also, you, you conflict feel like you guys fucked it up. Yeah. I didn't. But also, you, at this point, you, we can also adjust a lot. Yeah. Like, like if if I do something, it doesn't hit right away. I will adjust and. And you can have, like, that's what I'm saying. That's having good shows and bad shows. It's like, yeah. well, this show, I didn't connect with them at all. But you still got stuff in. Like, yeah. it wasn't complete bomb. Because what I wanted to mention, though, is the because the, the bombing season is coming up, the traditional bombing season. So I don't what's, know if you've found this, but I find Christmas. The Christmas ah. season 
is the hardest uh, season to to entertain people. I, I imagine Zoom gigs or whatever whatever we have to do in COVID uh, will be always different. But Christmas is always tough because Christmas is full of office parties. Yes, who generally look at each other instead of the comedians. Well, those like shows you have are... to come out, and that and that creates the vacuum. Yeah. so they're very tough. So you, so no comedian, uh, you know, no experienced comedian. Uh, goes into Christmas season cocky. Yeah. And we all go in going, oh, God. Well, and also at that point, I think there's also a difference, and then we can discuss this later because we are uh, we have to head out. But I think corporate shows, Christmas shows, all those shows, those are much, much different than doing the club show. You yeah. know? So like those, because those you're getting, basically you're like, uh, you're getting paid to entertain. You're a puppet yeah. in that point. So you got to stick to, you can't, like, we can't, you know, you can't say, cunt you know yeah. in a corporate oh yeah you know, not, yeah. Like, so you gotta you gotta keep it very like uh you know what i mean so that's yeah entirely yeah. yeah yeah completely man yeah yeah well like well i mean this is fun yeah this man it's fun I hope it's you guys, our first I hope one guys, man we did it first one i hope you guys enjoyed anymore. listening to us chat yes chatting about comedy we have so much more that we you of know, course that we get to. i mean just and uh it's gonna be fun like you know we're gonna get guests and then we're gonna yeah. discuss all this stuff uh, yeah like we said at the top we got ideas to get some great international guests and shine lights on all your questions and that and we'll be able to interact with you as well yeah. um follow us in all the you know subscribe yeah, follow click all that kind all of stuff. social media and then obviously put comments and if you will try to answer those questions. Yeah, cool. if you put down comments, then yeah, then we can always answer them. And uh, who knows? Who knows where this will grow? I mean, that's you understand our, our angle now that we want to we want to try to get these comedians and entertainers. We can't wait to introduce you to some some of these great artists from around yeah. the world. So they and, can tell and, us and, about their experience. And that's our gist. We thought our unique point will be that we'll try to ask them about their their background and their their beginning in in the art form and hopefully you guys will will find that cool man yeah yeah so uh yeah so do your thing have a good time in the meantime and uh yeah Yeah. see you in the next one bye